0: Welcome to That Tech Pod, where we discuss all things e-discovery, data privacy, cybersecurity, and tech innovations. I'm Gabby Schulte, and by now I know a little bit more about technology from when we start, first started this podcast.
1: And I'm Laura Milstein, and I still just kind of know a little bit about technology. <laughs> about the same. No no progress. Yeah, yeah. The exact same.
0: <laughs> well, that's why we each week we're being lazy, we're bringing experts to us, um, and Laura,
1: who are we talking to today? today we're talking to ediscovery expert Kevin Albert Kevin is a senior level technology executive with over 20 years of experience combining a unique blend of technical expertise business management and customer service he is a team focused professional and outstanding problem solver adept at aligning technology management and business strategies his experience includes leading technical teams project management and business analysis across a wide variety of of environments currently kevin is the civil division director at pae supporting the department of justice office of litigation support kevin welcome to the show Woo!
2: thank you for having me i'm very excited to be here
1: did you like that i like beeped out You bleeped the, yourself I, out I, yeah I, I did it on purpose you know this is a pg-13 podcast <laughs> nice. that's awesome thank you
0: thank you thank you for being here kevin
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Um, So before we get started, uh, we want to know just a little bit more about who you are and how you got started uh, in eDiscovery. So why don't you tell us?
2: I'm happy to. Um, so, I started actually as a political science kid back in the day, um, and I was doing, you know, sort of odd jobs here or there. Um, I was actually working in a help desk at the same time. Um, and when I graduated from college, I didn't really know what I was going to do. And so, I actually still did that. I actually started working at PricewaterhouseCoopers on the help desk team. Um, and there was a period of time where they were actually going to sell off the team to HP. That was right around the time of the Sarbanes Oxley. Um, and the forensics industry was mostly law enforcement people, um, and they were looking for young young, enthusiastic, techie kids. And I was one of those. And so I joined the forensics practice, um, you know, and I was on the road a fair amount. Um, I was on the road 142 nights um, and 156 nights in two consecutive years, um, just doing brute force forensic collection for a long time. Um, And then I just, you know, my wife and I got married, I wanted to get off the road. So I joined Huron Consulting Group, um, did more sort of deeper forensics, um, had an opportunity to join KPMG um, to sort of broaden my e-discovery knowledge. um, And then, um, you know, got back into forensics by bringing in a uh, forensics practice in-house at Superior Glacier um, and I ended up actually overseeing much of the operations. I joined a startup um, HLP integration and, you know, kind of did it all again. Um, a few years into that uh, we actually decided that we saw an opportunity in the market for um, an alternative uh, AI solution and so we actually built Centio software which we ended up um, spinning off into its own company and um, and ultimately is now actually part of iConnect and um, a few years ago, I had an opportunity to move abroad. My wife is a military brat and always wanted to live um, in Europe and we had an opportunity. So we actually moved to Ireland uh, with revealed data. And I was actually overseeing a lot of the PM operations over there um, with COVID and, you know, and um, just sort of general life things um, that kind of didn't go as we thought it would. And so I moved back and um, this year I joined PAE. Um, and one of the biggest things with PAE is I'm working for the government. I'm doing this on a larger scale um, than I ever had before. Um, you know, pre- Previously, a lot of my cases were, uh, you know, a million documents, a terabyte of data. At PAE, you know, things are 40 million, you know, um, documents, you know, 40 terabytes of data. Um, That's a standard case. And so it's it's working in the same sort of vein, but um, for a much larger scale.
0: That's really cool. And yeah. I'm trying to like visualize how much data that is. And I, I can't, my brain can't do it.
2: <laughs> it's crazy. It's a lot. Um, but, you know, it's exciting to be able to kind of work on this level, um, you know, for this amount of data. Um, it's a big deal. I th- you know, the DOJ is the largest uh, plaintiff's law firm in the world. Um, everybody's right. producing to them. And so we're dealing with, you know, lots of different types of litigation, all kinds of different things, you know, and the civil division deals with, you know, FOIA requests, deals with, um, you know, sort of the non criminal stuff. So we're dealing with you right. know, opioid litigation, um, elder care fraud initiatives, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and our group is really, you know, it's exciting. It's, you know, it's it's really neat to kind of be working with a lot of different folks. Um, and at the Department of Justice, is, is, it's really exciting just to kind of see and, and kind of see what's happening, because um, usually I had been on the other side producing to the government. Now I'm at the receiving mm-hmm. party and we're dealing with sort of how we deal with other people's data coming in and, and the scale of the data. Um, like I said, it's just massive.
1: So, Kevin, that's a lot of pressure. I just want to know, you know, do you think you can handle it? Do you think you're going to be able to stay at PAE? Like, can you handle?
2: I, I do. I think it's, you know, again, it's obviously every challenge is new <laughs> and exciting, but I do. I think, you know, so far this has been really uh, exciting. I have a really good team of folks underneath me, um, and you know, a lot of great folks have been helping me. One of the biggest challenges is just learning all the acronyms. There's literally mm. an acronym for everything, and you know, I didn't even know. Why did not know? And so it's coming in and just sort of figuring out everything and. and getting getting a handle for it. But I really enjoyed the challenge. Um, you know, and I, For me, that's been the biggest thing is just I haven't had you know that in a while. And so it's exciting.
0: Well, speaking of acronyms, um, we're going to get into some of them today on this podcast because you are our uh, e-discovery expert. And we want to get into things like TAR and CAL and AI and all of that stuff. But before we Get into the weeds of it if someone is just um and i'm not at all asking this question for myself i'm asking it for people who you know are maybe just coming into this blind and were very interested about the title Certainly. and know nothing about e-discovery i just want to make that clear we're all <laughs> very clear about that um but can you just briefly overview what those things are <laughs> and we can get more into it
2: Certainly. Um, you know, TAR and Cal, it's basically talking about AI um, and, you know, and continuous active learning is what Cal stands for. And technology assisted review is, is TAR. Um, I used to have a friend of mine who, you know, is a trial lawyer, and he would always sort of talk about the fact that he could win any case with four pieces of paper. Um, you know, the problem, though, now is, you know, data is volumes are growing and, and things are getting massive. And so, um, you know, people are pack rats. Um, and so it's harder to find those four sheets of paper, um, which is is really the need for AI. Um, You know, AI has been around for a really long time, but, you know, it was really made famous um, when Gary Kasparov lost to IBM's Deep Blue in the 90s. um, And it was sort of that man versus machine, you know, type of thing. Um, One of the things that really kind of changed there was, um, you know, the technology really advanced dramatically when when they realized that it wasn't really shouldn't be a man versus machine. It should really be working with the machine uh, and really teaching the machines and training the machines to really find what you're looking for. And there's a Lot of different types of AI um, in our industry and, and just in, in the world. Um, specifically, there's machine learning um, and there's unsupervised and there's supervised. Um, and you know, people actually deal with this all every day. Um, you know, it's you know familiar with Alexa, you're familiar with Siri, and you're saying to them, you know, tell me something I don't know or find me more like this. Um, and those technologies are really working to kind of bring the information to you. Um, there's also natural language processing, um, which is technology that really understands sort of how humans speak, um, and you know. It's designed to group documents together and, you know, measure concepts and identify topics. Um, And you can even, you know, identify emotional intelligence and kind of understand sort of what people are talking about and the sentiments around them. Um, And then there's really another type that is, um, you know, where you're really detecting um, different types of objects, you know. Um, you know, in, in photos and videos, um, you know, identifying trees versus streets and, you know, and people and cars in sort of the automated driving cars. Um, it's how the self-driving car knows to swerve out of the way of a you know, person crossing the street versus, you know, um, into a tree um, and that kind of thing. And so there's a lot of different types of technology and a lot of different types of AI. Um, and they all sort of work in concert with each other, depending on sort of what you're trying to do.
1: Kevin, when you were talking about identifying like trees versus lampposts or whatever, um, <laughs> or whatever, I'm rude, I'm working on myself. But um, it just made me think about the and we watched this video that Gabby and I found hilarious, but for some reason, not everyone did. So there is something wrong with anyone who didn't find this funny. It's that video that it, it was showing that when you're like, logging in, and it's like, let's verify it's you enter this code. And then it's like these letters, and they're like, Wrong. And then it brings up the street sign and it's like, click on the street post. Nope, wrong. Click on the cabs. Wrong. Anyway, that's what of made me think of, uh, <laughs> you know, just. just no, so, but
2: exactly know. right. Where It's the technology learning, you know, what is a cab versus what is just a, you know, yeah. a thing, you know, that kind of thing. And that's really, so you know, from the beginnings of it's it. Wrong. I mean, it's, AR yeah. is now sort of pervasive in people's lives. You know, people yeah. don't even mm-hmm. question their Netflix queue or, you know, or, you know, their Amazon, you know, list. It just kind of automatically populates with other things you might look. Like you know, that's a level of AI that people are just sort of used to, um, and I think in our industry, it's taken a long time for that to become more commonplace. Um, but you know, as you just as exactly as you said, you know, for normal people for everyday life, it's still out there and, and, and it's very effective.
1: But even with that, sometimes you know, as as I'm joking about that one video that anyone listening probably has no clue what I'm even talking about. But the the component behind that is that it's not always right; it doesn't always realize, and you're like, no, that is a cab. And so you know, can you break? down some of the problems or limitations of TAR and CAL and, and what the possible solutions to those problems are?
2: Sure. I, I think the biggest one, you know, back in the day when we were dealing with, you know, sort of, um, you know, things in our industry, it was, you know, dealing with sort of misspellings of words or your handwritten notes and, you know, because obviously our, our industry sort of came from a very document, you know, heavy industry, you know, scanning of documents and things like that. Now the problem is um, we're dealing with new technology. You know, the industry, you know, used to be, you know, you know, even five or six years ago, only like 50% of cases had mobile phones. Now it's, you know, over 90% have mobile phones. And so you're dealing with, you know, emojis, you're dealing with people talking in text speak, you're dealing with movie GIFs and, you know, and clips, you know, and things like that, that there aren't really words underneath or anything that people can really deal with. And so the industry hasn't really caught up to that. Our industry is still very document focused and it's bad with dealing with the short messages, you know, even, you know, just... Just dealing with things across platforms. You know, my wife and I oftentimes will chat in you know in regular you know chat. Then we'll move over to Facebook Messenger. Then we're you know chatting in WhatsApp. And then you know sometimes we're even like in a Words with Friend game that kind of continues a conversation. And these technologies don't really deal with that well. You know, they're really you know not really you know equipped to handle that. And my wife and I were not you know like taking over world domination or doing any illicit dealings. We're just chatting normally. You know, if you're trying to hide your messages or trying to hide information, you know, there's certainly plenty of apps out there that can really do that. And I think our industry is is sometimes slow to kind of catch up to that. And um, and so I think that's one of the biggest problems with, um, you know, the AR is it's dealing with sort of the non-traditional media and the non-traditional text-based um, documents.
0: Well, and not only that, but like also... It's happening at a a younger age. So, like, not only is everybody getting a cell phone now and communicating online more, but it's starting younger and younger. And I feel like eventually, you know, obviously this is... um, to the extreme, but like, when we leave the hospital, we'll get a cell phone or something like, or it might be implanted in our, in our arms or something like that. Yeah. I mean, my kids
2: don't use email. My kids use, you know, they, you know, they text with each other. They use discord, you know, it's, it's, you know, sort of, you know, ridiculous to kind of think that, you know, you're going to only have corporate email, you know, I'm going to have you now. It's, it's very commonplace. You know, my kids, you know, we got our kids pretty, you know, cell phones fairly early and my youngest is, you know, lobbying pretty hard to get her cell phone, you know, type of thing. And, you know, we're trying to resist. As long as we can, but you know, you never know. But you know, and that's exactly right. You know, there's not as much, you know, sort of traditional computers, you know, data, you know, and that kind of thing. But you know, also, there's it's still amazing how many projects still have hard copy documents. How how many projects that we deal with still have it? And so, one of the things I think is sort of complicated in our industry is dealing with you know, sort of the legacy technology all the way back to you know old databases and you know weird accounting systems and and what have you. But also the you know, the new technology, the cutting edge apps, the things on your phone that you don't even think about and it's kind of merging this all into one big database you know I think our industry is really still like I said very document heavy and it's sort of you know breaking out of that mold and kind of thinking about things in a more you know you know fluid communication plan you know and being more flexible with the way data is displayed the data is deal with you know dealt with more and more cases are dealing with video you know dealing with you know sort of weird things that you know that like I said don't have text in them you know like I said my wife and I will send back in you know different emojis and we'll have whole conversations that are just you know gifts. you know and I send her you know like her one of her dirty pleasure um you know um you know uh things is the Judge Judy show and um and so like I'll send her you know like Judy tapping on her wrist and you know like pointing at the screen you know and that kind of thing and that just means like hurry up or we're gonna wrap this thing up or what have you and she knows you know and so you get those you know those clips and you see those um and she'll send back you know somebody like give me the finger or you know we're sort of playing around and we know exactly what we're saying but the system systems don't necessarily know what those are. And, right. you know, those systems don't under, have text underneath. And like I said, our, 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 many of our systems in our industry are very text heavy. Um, and so it's really sort of seeing how that all gets transformed and how um, things go in the next sort of you know wave of our technology. Um, because I do feel like there's a level of stagnation in our industry. Um, there hasn't really been a lot of innovation recently. Um, and it, it's sort of interesting to see sort of where things are going to go next. Um, and I do think it's got to be mobile um, because I do feel like that's really like as you said, everybody's got one, even at a young right. age, and it's only going to get more uh, pervasive as you know those kids become adults and those you know adults mm-hmm. sort of age out um, and and what have you for sure.
0: Yeah, and um, it just kind of made me think. So, like, what you know, in, in the type of cases and and subjects that you're working on, how much does that pertain to? Because you mentioned things like. Um, elder care and um, I forget the other thing that you mentioned, but, opioid you know, litigation Opioid like yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
0: exactly. So in, in my mind, you know, cause in another thing that you mentioned was, you know, sort of melding human skills with this technology. So what do you think someone it, like as a person maybe who's interested in e discovery, um, what is their, you know, what are the types of skills do you think are really needed to kind of read behind the lines to to kind of get, you know, understand the context of this kind of communication to properly deal or handle the technology to, you know, be successful?
2: great question. I think, you know, it sort of obviously depends, you know, like I said, we're still sort of dealing with a lot of legacy technology. You know, we deal with a lot of medical records. We deal with a lot of, you know, still, like I said, hard copy documents, but also all the way forward into, you know, new things. And so, you know, where it used to be sort of only law enforcement people or former military in our industry, now we've got a lot of technology folks. And so, you know, you need the, the folks who can solve problems. You need, you know, folks who are good people, people, um, you know, who can, you know, really, you know, talk to their clients, understand what they're dealing with. And so, um, you know, you know, you can no longer just be one, you know, focused person, you can't necessarily be that back office person who never, you know, talks to clients who never gets out of the, you know, the IT closet, you really need people who are consultants who understand what they're doing, who can be in the field who can understand, you know, what it is, and what they're doing and, and figure out, you know, where the data is, you know, when you show up at a, at a client site to collect documents, and you need to see sort of what's out there, you know, you need, obviously need to look for the the obvious ones the you know, computers, and, you know, their phones, but also sort of what else is out there. I've had cases that have had, you know, all kinds of weird, you know, all other technologies, um, you know, back in the day, we had a case where we we're trying to figure out how data got out of a company. And, you know, we actually figured out that it was somebody going to a copy machine and scanning documents and emailing them, you know, from the copy machine to their Yahoo account. And, you know, we actually had to collect data from the copy machine because we were trying to figure out, you know, when was happening. And we went to, you know, the 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 CCTV footage and we actually, you know, went to and figured out who was in the copy room and, and, and all that. And so you're dealing with sort of alternative types of documents and all Alternative types of media. Um, And so you really need people who are, are, you know, kind of very focused um, and willing to be flexible and understand that it's not necessarily just sort of one, you know, um, you know, everything sort of fits in one box. You have to be kind of willing to look around, willing to pivot um, and and be out there. And so you want somebody who's got, you know, not only very, you know, solid technology skills, but also the soft skills to be able to talk to their clients to understand, um, you know, what else is out there and, and kind of get a sense of it. And so when I'm looking for people, we're always looking for you know more consultants um you know than anything else because we want to be able to train the technology but it's really hard to train someone um you know on on some of the the softer people side
1: It's interesting you can uh, you can build a product but you can't necessarily you know you can adapt the the product not necessarily the person So that exactly is right. a That's an interesting outlook. Um, So I have kind of two not related questions for you that I could separate, but I won't just because, you know, let's have fun with it today. Um, So obviously, I have a passion for e-discovery. That's no secret. And I was really excited to bring you on because obviously, Kevin, I think you are great. And I think your background and your skill set, I mean, I've known just so you know, Gabby in the world, Kevin for way too long. And it has just been clear that he just gets more intelligent as as the years grow and better in in tech. And so you had talked about earlier about how, you know, technology is changing and things are changing. And so my first question is can you tell us, you know, how do you think the e-discovery industry is changing and what the future really holds? And then completely unrelated to that, back to acronyms, GDPR, DSAR, AI, CalTAR, they're all different and, and I think they're so broad, like I'm a consultant. What does that mean? It's AI. What does that mean? Can you also, after you tell us the future, and maybe it's kind of combined, break down some of the acronyms, not necessarily Cal is continuous active learning, blah, 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 but more on, you know, what do they mean? What are they doing? What is any of this? You know, when you say these things is so broad, can you help us kind of make them cool or tell us which ones are just not actually cool?
2: Certainly. Um, I think, like I said, the the biggest thing in our industry is there's been a ton of consolidation recently. Um, And, you know, companies are just buying companies left and right. Uh, There's a ton of money that's been flowing into our industry. Um, And so, um, you know, there's a whole bunch of acquisitions. Um, And the consolidation, in my mind, has actually kind of stalled innovation. Um, I think, you know, companies are focused more on being the biggest, you know, they're being the, you know, the one with the first, you know, the billion dollar valuation, and they're not necessarily coming up with new things. And so one of the things that I'm sort of excited for is as, you know, we get out of this, you know, COVID world to get back to some of the conferences and to get back to, you know, some of the opportunities for us to meet people and see some of the new technologies. I do think, you know, not having Yolta not having legal tech, you know, and being able to walk the floor and see what else is out there is really sort of, you know, hindered some of that because, you know, you never know, you always sort of walk up to the, you know, the third floor of the conference Nobody's really around there. And you see, you know, that one, you know, person at the booth, and they're selling something that's a really cool tool. I think, you know, that's how I found some interesting things. You know, I think we're looking for, you know, always sort of how do we deal with video and audio redactions? You know, how we deal with some of the, you know, kind of the things that aren't really sort of in normal tools today, but should be. You know, I think the future of our industry is obviously it's AI. And, you know, my passion is, you know, sort of dealing with this. And I don't think we're necessarily going to get to like, you know, Iron Man or, you know, like, you know, the automated assistant in the background all the time, but what we do need is for lawyers to trust the technology more. Um, I think, you know, obviously we still have folks who are are comfortable with, you know, like I said, their Netflix queue, their Amazon, um, but they're not necessarily comfortable with AI telling them what the next document's going to be or telling them, you know, what they are, when they're done looking at documents. And and we really need that. We need it to be sort of ubiquitous in in all their tools. So they just trust it and they are more comfortable with it um, because there are still plenty of attorneys who are willing to just spend money to have human look at every document. Um, And that's crazy when you're dealing with, you know, documents at, at, you know, massive scales. Um, And and so we need that to really kind of, um, you know, come back through and and be adjusted. Um, So I do think our our industry is sort of ripe for new players um, to come in. And, you know, and there's definitely, like I said, there's definitely funding out there. And so it's interesting to see um, in my mind, what's going to happen in the next, you know, a little bit, you know, are are new players going to be able to emerge um, because there are people throwing money at our industry. And so for me, that's what I'm excited about is to see sort of what's next. Um, you know, a lot of the AI players have consolidated in or been acquired. Um, and so there is definitely a hole in our market, um, in my mind, um, to answer your next question, obviously there's a ton of acronyms related to all kinds of things, you know, GDPR, you know, um, DSARs, these are really sort of very Europe-based you know, things, you know, GDPR, you're talking the global data privacy rules, DSARs, you know, data access, a uh, data subject access request. And when I was at Reveal in Ireland, you know, we were dealing with a lot of these because obviously you have companies, um, you know, who are being requested of their documents. You know, there's sort of the right to forget. You could actually go to a company and say, give me all the documents. And somebody's got to go through, find any document that mentions, you know, Gabby or, or Laura in it. And, you know, they, they have to literally review every document and then produce them back to you and then delete those documents out of their systems. Um, And we don't really have that in the States, but there are some, you know, laws that are changing and and things that are coming in. Um, And so there's certainly things that we need to think about. Um, I do think companies these days, you know, are are, are very US focused still. um, And they're sort of forgetting about some of the, you know, the different pockets in the industry. And so especially living in Europe for two years for me, it was really interesting to kind of see that and definitely broaden my mind, you know, and and, and dealing with different companies, you know, abroad and kind of how they think of things. even simply dealing with, you know, watching tools that weren't, you know, formatted with their dates properly and weren't handling, you know, the, the month, month, day, day, year, year versus, you know, day, day, month, month, year, year, you know, date formats and what have you. You know, I'm watching how that kind of shut everything down, um, you know, and often how often that, you know, those sort of small things were affected. Um, so for me, I think, you know, it's, it's obviously thinking more globally and, and kind of dealing with, um, you know, things on a, on a larger scale um, around the world.
1: Kevin, you just made me think of something. So can you imagine if when you left... Um Ireland when you left, if you were like, um, actually, DSAR, I want all my emails of everything. And and they had to produce that, the amount of money, like they might as well just be like, can I just write you a check? Can
2: yeah, I mean, just, it's a really big deal. For sure. We just and, not. Yeah, companies do it all the time. um, And, yeah. you know, and, and they're hit with these. And, you know, there are some firms that are really set up to handle them. But there's, you know, some of these smaller companies, it's a big scramble. And, you know, you never know when it's going to come in and there are companies that just deal with DSARS, and there's not really a good tool um that handles you know automated uh, redactions very well there's not a tool that just you can search in you know every mention of the word kevin Albert, and it'll just pop them out the other side and say, here are the ones that are not privileged that you can produce. And so somebody's still got to actually go through and look at those. Um, and for me, it's trying to figure out, you know, can we build a tool? Or is there a tool out there that can combine the AI that'll find the documents, but also, you know, build in some of the, you know, the things like the redactions or, you know, what have you, that'll do some of this automated, um, you know, steps for you so you don't have to do it all with humans.
1: Kevin, Gabby and I actually recently found this exact tool that you're talking about, and oh, cool. we won't say it on the air because we are going to Uh, talk to the person who created this tool but uh, we are pretty excited about it and uh, I also wanted to say that you are so into these that you're literally working at PAE literally you work at an I can't speak (laughs) yeah are
0: you okay Laura
1: (laughs) No, I was just like, wow. Like GDPR, DSAR, AI, Cal, Tar, PAE. Kevin can only work at a place that hasn't Yeah,
2: Yeah. Yeah, PAE's been around forever. It's actually interesting for me. The history of it is um, it's the Pacific Architects and Engineers. They've been around since the 50s. They were actually, um, you know, originally uh, a company that was designed to, um, like, rebuild Japan after World War II. Um, And so, you know, then they just started doing other government contracts and and kind of have merged and um, consolidated with, you know, many different companies over the years, um, but are basically just a large government contractor. Um, and so for me, like I said, it's interesting to kind of work at the DOJ and, and, and you know, kind of deal with it on this side, because um, it's a world that I never really, you know, had to deal with on a day to day. And so for me, it's exciting. I've really enjoyed it. Um, and it, like I said, it's working on a scale that I had never, um, you know, really been exposed to. And I think it's exciting.
0: Yeah. And so lastly, Kevin, you know, you, you kind of went into this, but let's, let's go a step further here. So I wanted to ask you about kind of trends that you're seeing in the industry. And you, you sort of touched on that and you said, you know, there's, there's kind of a whole, there's a market for, you know, kind of catching up with the, with the technology. So let's, let's jump further. Let's go to like 10 five to ten years mm-hmm. so what <laughs> let's get wild so what, what do you think we're gonna see um you know i think you mentioned iron man i for one would love to see something like that that's just really exciting um minority report not as kind of scary but with the technology <laughs> that's interesting what do you think is like down the line and, and more futuristic but at the same time realistic um place uh,
2: like i said i think the biggest thing is we're gonna be out of a document-centric um, environment, um, you know things are going to be, you know, text messages first, you know, small chat, you know, windows first, um, and then documents second. I think you know you're still going to have financial investigations, so you're still going to have spreadsheets and and sort of the office documents, but um, you're you know you're not going to have a case that doesn't have a cell phone. They're going to just be there, um, and you're going to be dealing with that. Um, you know, and and that I think is the biggest thing is you're going to see you people who are handling um, text messages really well. I feel like at some point in time, you know, um, right now there's sort of a gap between like the celebrates you know which is a tool that collects cell phones and the integration into, um, you know, the, the the document review platforms like Relativity and some of the others. Um, and I feel like that gap has just got to go away. Um, you know, at some point in time, you know, these tools are going to just be seamless. You know, at some point, they're all going to be just sort of one big tool or what have you, where you can just get the data from the one into the other without any issue. Um, and it's going to look like a document, you know in, in, you know, in sort of the traditional sense. But you're going to be able to say, I just want to see this small segment or um, I just want to see, you know, this, you know, small piece here. Um, and, you know, you're going to have people who have videos. Um, and and those videos are going to be something that you can, you know, cut and paste, you know, out into a tool and you can produce, you know, just this two minute clip or, you know, you can redact out people's faces or, or, you know, or, you know, mute the audio in the background and just have the video. Um, I think that's going to be where the the industry is going because we're starting to see some of that, Um, you know, Amazon has really kind of brought some of those, you know, pieces of the tools into our industry, um, but they're not ubiquitous. They're not automatically integrated in, you know, you have to run a service that sends the data out that then comes back in. Um, And so I think, you Know, where we're going to get to is really, you know, it'll just be sort of in the background and running all the time um, so that it's just an automated system so that you don't have to do all these extra processes um, so that, you know, from the user's perspective, it is just like using their Amazon or just like using their their um, their Alexa or their Netflix, where it is just sort of, you know, happening and they don't really have to think about it. Um, and I also feel like we'll have lawyers who, um, you know, who just automatically accept this and are willing to use it um, so that it is, be- it becomes, you know, very efficient and, and, and available to folks. And so for me I think that's really where we're headed. Um, you know, obviously I'd love to have something on the pot, you know, in the background that is almost like, you know, where it pops up and says, it looks like you're looking for DSARs, you know, do you want to find more like this? Mm, you know, that would yeah. be great. But I think what we're going to get to is the system saying, okay, you're you're doing a DSAR, these are the five things you need to look for, these are how you deal with it. Um, and so it's just sort of the workflows are there and and prepared so that lawyers don't really have to think about it, don't have to stress about it. It's just, you know, using the technology in a way that it becomes you know, second nature to them because, you know, that's how it is with your phone. You know, you don't think about Mm -hmm. how you're going to pull up a text message and how you're going to send it and how that all works. You just do it. You just grab your phone, you send your message and it goes. I think we need more of that in our industry. Um, And I'm, for me, that's where I, I feel like will be in in five years, 10 years, you know, down the road is where things are just integrated in a way that there's not um, that delay, there's not a hold up, um, and there's no hesitation. Because right now you see people who get like sort of, you know, heartburn or angst um, when they're dealing with some of these newer technologies, um, and and I feel like that's going to really go away
0: well kevin this has been an awesome conversation uh we really appreciate you joining thank you so much
2: thank you for having me this is really great i really enjoyed this um you know i'm I'm, I'm happy to be here and i'm I'm very excited and if you want me to come back another time i'm I'm certainly open to it
0: uh we may take you up on that (laughs) awesome just talked to kevin albert from
1: pae what were your tech takeaways i love kevin every time that i talk to kevin i I just think he's great yeah i love him he was great he's so knowledgeable everyone needs a kevin i think there should be some sort of ai vector type robot called the kevin that just like shows (laughs) up at your company he's like i am here to do everything for you just like that (laughs) i think the thing that I was really well the thing
0: that was interesting that I really took away was that kind of the the gaps in innovation um, you know on the e discovery side kind of the exponential growth in kind of the way we communicate with each other you know for example we text we send videos we send gifts on instagram facebook slack you know conversations can travel now and kind of just seeing that need to kind of keep up with that where you know he kind of showed us that it's starting but you know It could use a little bit of a pick me up, but basically he's basically saying we're not going to be, you know, the minority report in any time soon, which honestly is probably a good thing.
1: But that's true. I mean, he hits he hit home on that because you forget you're thinking, okay, well, I talked on text message or I talked on WhatsApp. But when he mentioned words with friends, I was like, oh, my God, think about all those other things that you are having conversations on. And the next time I commit fraud, you know, obviously it happens so often. What if I do it on one of those things? And I'm like, oh, I'm safe. It was on words with friends. No, you're not. All right, Laura, where
0: can people find us if they want to learn more?
1: They can check us out on our website, www.thattechpod.com. They can check us out on our LinkedIn at LinkedIn that tech pod. They can email us uh, and you should everyone listening. You should email us. We want to hear from you at thattechpod at gmail.com. We have a few emails and we are going to be releasing those into the wild soon. So take advantage of our Gmail one before our public ones, uh, destroy everything or make it better. Um, and check us out on twitter we're not good at it we don't tweet a lot we're trying to get I don't, better. yeah i don't know if we have followers or not but we're working on ourselves we have like 17 i think i think you're really exaggerating that i feel like we have like <laughs> two and a half
0: <laughs> we definitely have more than two and a half yeah no. Um, but if you want a really easy way to just help us out and support the pod and support the, that tech pod team, uh, you can go over to either Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five star review and you can write us a review. You can critique the podcast or you can compliment either one. As long as you give us the five star review, that would be amazing because it just helps the algorithm and all of that good stuff. All the good stuff. All the good stuff. We'll see you. See don't, ya. Don't do I, it. I, you know Go what? Up. The Tech Tuesday thing, it's hard because you will always want to be like, see you next I know. That's time. what like. Don't. And I don't can't. I don't want to do that. Tuesday. Cunt.
1: that's what you're saying um see you on tuesday see you on tuesday